Welcome back to another Tokurific episode of Fan Holes Toku Thursdays. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight, and I am joined not only tonight by two of my fellow Fan Holes, but we have a very special guest from Action Figure Blues Podcast and TV and Film Toys, John Vanover, joining us tonight, because we're here tonight to talk about Common Rider Heisei Generation's final build an x with legendary riders. Hey guys, give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight. Hey, this is Justin and starting now, the show you're waiting for. Count the fennels, one, two, and three. <laughs> hey guys, this is Tony and Hinchin, maybe for the last time. And this is John saying, you're all be my friend someday. Yay! So yeah, we, we are here because we, we wanted to do the awesome super last of the last final Heisei Generations team up film with all these cool common riders and everything. I guess this is the officially the ninth crossover between, you know, all the the movie war type films in the common rider series and of course this is between common rider build and common rider Xade and this is the second cuz we had previously covered the first installment of the Heisei Generation series with our good buddy Luke Jacanetti over on Earth Destruction Directive. This is Tokyo, once a city of 6 million people. What has happened here was caused by a force which up until a few days ago was entirely beyond the scope of man's imagination. Tokyo, a smoldering memorial to the unknown. An unknown which at this very moment still prevails and could at any time lash out with its terrible destruction anywhere else in the world. Hi folks, Luke Giaconetti here. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Do you like giant monsters, or as they're called in Japan, Daikaiju? Monsters like Godzilla, Rodan, Gamera, King Ghidorah, or Mothra? Do you like more obscure monsters, such as Gappa or Yangari? Do you like giant heroes like Ultraman or super robots like the Shogun Warriors? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I think you might like my podcast, Earth Destruction Directive. I'm a dedicated fan of all things Daikaiju, and I'd like to share that with all of you. Please check out Earth Destruction Directive at Two True Freaks. Earth Destruction Directive, where we turn your Daikaiju dreams into city-smashing reality. (laughs) 
and this film premiered in Japanese theaters on December 9th, 2017, and luckily, not too long ago, we had some cool fan subbers over at Overtime who subtitled the Blu-ray release, and so now we have seen it in all its glory, and basically we're going to kind of go into, I guess, you know, I, I'm going to do what I normally do. I, I kind of wrote up the, the best synopsis that I could cobble together from the various sources, and then I revised it to suit my needs. So, you know, I'll, I'll kind of start describing what is going on in the film, and of course we will eventually, you know, kind of break into the synopsis and start discussing it as we go. But the film opens up with Kiryu Sento having a dream about Kamen Rider Bill taking X-Aid's essence. And when he wakes up, Misora Isurugi, a.k.a. Mitan, finishes purifying the Doctor and game full bottles. Then Sento tells the others, Banjo Ryuga and Sawa Takagawa, about the weird dream that he just had, and also reveals his new rabbit tank sparkling power-up bottle. Soon after, Misora informs Sento and Banjo of some smash activity, and they confront the enemies who turn out to be Nebula Bugsters attacking Toto. Sento and Banjo henshin into Build Rabbit Tank and Cross Zed Dragon, but soon come to realize their powers have no effect on the monsters. And, like, I, I, I was just going to break in myself here because I thought that the production value in this fight, like, where they were kind of, like, fighting at that, like, plant or whatever, and, and like, the way they kind of did the effects where you, you could tell they were, like, at a real plant and it looked cool. It was, like, a cool shooting location, but then they kind of merged it with, like, cool, like, it, it's almost like they could... I know they couldn't do this, but it's kind of like they put a green screen up behind, like, an actual, like, you know, location or something like that because of all the kind of tweaks they made to the background and everything. And I thought that was kind of a cool a cool sequence. Yeah, there's also a lot of, uh, especially in these early fights, there's a lot of wire work. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I remember one part where, yeah, where uh, Bill, like, or it might have been Cross Z, jumps from one spire to another spire to fight more of the Nebula Bucksters. And it, it really looked seamless. I was like, damn, that, that, yeah. that's just a cool shot. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that, too. And I was like, holy cow. And, like, I mean, you, you guys know me. Like, I'm kind of afraid of heights. And I was just like, uh, sorry, like, you know, if the world's at, at risk, like, I'm out. Like, if I have to jump from one thing to another and it's super high, like, I'm out. The world is doomed. <laughs> there, there's actually a, a wall run in the next fight that I actually really liked where, where somebody right. runs up a yeah. wall. I, I really like that. That was like, whoa. Did he do that, or was he on a wire? Or yeah, it's like the technology is so good now; they can clean up all those wires. So you know, you're kind of like it's it, it really does start to look magical at a certain point because you're like that looks so cool, and it's like you know more than likely if you saw some behind the scenes things, there's probably like a rig with wires and all that other stuff. But at, at this point, they can yeah you know clean clean that. Yeah, up there could even be like a. So. a, a... A flick, flipping crane in the background for that shot, and we, we you could just be erased. Right, we right, never see it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so realizing that the Bucksters aren't taking any damage and recognizing them from his dream, Build accesses the Doctor and Game bottles for an XA best match. The new bottles actually transform Build into XA himself, so he can dispatch the attacking Bucksters. However, a mysterious attacker called Left Kaiser appears and steals the bottles. Cross Zed chases after him, 
only to be sucked into the Enigma Machine, an interdimensional gateway that sends him to a parallel world where the Skywall never existed. While Build retrieves the bottles in his pirate train best match form, Left Kaiser vanishes in a puff of smoke without Sento knowing what happened to Banjo. Suddenly, Sento's world shifts between dimensions and appears right next to the other world, spreading hordes of bugsters in both. Nebula bugsters begin to attack the public due to the interdimensional interference caused by the Enigma machines, alerting the attention of several former common riders. So th this, this part here where you could see like the two worlds, like it, what it kind of reminded me of the most is like the, the, that new Avengers arc from Jonathan Hickman that we had read that one time where they have the incursions where there's like an earth basically, ha you know, incurring on the other earth and like, they're just kind of smack dab in front of each other and stuff like that. So like that, yeah. that was kind of cool. And like the way they sort of pan to like all the different, Heisei Riders, like, it, it kind of reminded me of, like, you know, what they used to do in, in either mega crossover events to show you how important something was, you know, they'd, like, you know, if Phoenix, like, screamed out and killed the universe, you know, they'd cut to, like, Doctor Strange, like, you know, reading the magic book in his study, or, you know, something like that, so it's like, but in this case, we know we're actually going to get to see these guys show up later on, so it was kind of cool, like, because it's like, Coda's all the way in Gaim world, but even he's like, you know, what's going on raggy you know like that kind of thing so and, and thankfully uh unlike the illuminati the legendary writers decided not to blow up this other planet yeah 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 they're <laughs> they're gonna work together to save I, both planets i was gonna ask you guys i, I don't know it's because you know heisei era is ending and they're like you know not really big on you know putting out new toys were you a little like bombed or didn't care that like the build version of X8 is, is pretty much just X8. I was, I was kind of like thinking like they might've done a cross up, you know, like how, Oh, I, I see what build you're saying. Has, yeah. You thought maybe there'd be like a special X8 version of build or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just, cause they, they tend to do that a lot of these crossovers where like, you know, we, we have a, a, a wizard lock seed and like, it looks like yeah. wizard, but also yeah. kind of like, yeah. yeah, guy. Or like in the last movie we watched where like ghost had X8's powers and X8 had, ghost powers yeah. and they look oh, yeah. they look similar but different like yeah i was kind of expecting that for like for build suit but i was like oh he just he's like he's x8 but with like the build driver that's kind of it's kind of lazy man I, I wonder if the the color schemes of some of the best matches like sort of put the kibosh on that somehow like because like i i was you know when i was doing the synopsis i was going through and trying to you know find out what exactly you know certain things were called like you know it's kind of like oh what what form is he in here and it was like you know when he shows up with the the bow and arrow at the end when he's like following left kaiser and it's like okay that's the pirate train but it's like to me it's like oh that's light blue and light green you know but it's like there are other forms where he uses like purples and yellows and things like that so i i wonder if x8's color scheme being transposed onto a build form is just some form that they had already planned to use already and maybe that, yeah, that sort of negated it you you may be onto something because the octopus light is basically like yellow and kind of purplish so yeah. maybe, maybe you're onto something yeah like. that's that's mm. kind of what i was thinking of because i was kind of like oh i wonder if they, they you know maybe that was uh, on the table but maybe they got skittish because they were like well we want to we want to sell this toy not 
something that's just going to be in a movie for like you know a couple minutes or something i I did think it was kind of interesting i don't know if it was planned but it was kind of like you know not to be punny kind of genius that x-aid's power you know when you split it up it it really is doctor and gamer you know and it's like that's kind of cool you know it's like he actually his power set could actually be two bottles that combined for one thing. Right. But right. it didn't start that way. That's what I didn't get. It doesn't start that way. It's not two bottles. It's one. And then when it was purified, it was two. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, Hey, we've got two slots in the driver. We got to do something with them. That's, that's how yeah. I felt it was. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but, but I'm just saying like, you know, like I said, I don't think it was planned, but like purifying the two bottles, it's not something that is hard to wrap your head around. It's like, oh, yeah, he is a doctor and he is a gamer. And, you know, it is kind of like, you know, you know, rabbit tank. You know, rabbit a rabbit is not the same as a tank. Tank's not the same as a rabbit. But combine them and you, you, you get this. <laughs> Was the Kaiser suit a reuse from, from uh, Bill? Me and, Derek, me and Derek and Justin will have to get into that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's I, – I, I don't know if it's – fair to call it a reuse. Yeah, I think it shows it's, up yeah. here for the it, first it, time. I, I think I think this yeah. like if you if you follow the continuity of when this movie supposedly takes place, like it probably takes place with between like episodes 15 and 16, I think, like like in that yeah. time frame. So, I guess strictly speaking the Kaiser suit will show up later on build if that makes sense in See, your head i'm not up to that point yet and i thought uh, i had seen it previously okay okay um yeah yeah as far as like the actual kaiser suits they are tweaked for the series because they the they, they 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 look a little different when like you know they're separate but the you know when we get further on like yeah like the the combined form is is reused for for build yeah yeah i the the other thing too was I mean, I guess I'll just go down the list, but besides, you know, Kota kind of getting his ears, you know, perking on Gaim World, you you do get to see, you know, Takaru and Edgy and Gintaro, and there's, you know, lightning in the skies, and, and, you know, Emu's on, you know, laser riding off basically into the title card of the film. Like, that's how the film opens, kind of giving you, like, the briefest of glimpses into each legendary heisei writer that's going to appear in the film and everything so i mean that's you know i don't know i i I thought that was kind of cool like that again i guess kind of equating it to when some kind of monumentous thing happens in a shared universe and and you get these cool little cutaways to important people but you know you you even know that those characters are eventually going to sort of come together by the end of this so Well, well, Gintakuru, like, like, they don't actually show him. He's actually in space, and it's like his supporting cast shows up. And, like, you know, the, the principal or the teacher's even like, you know, like, what's going on, you know? Like, shouldn't he be here? It's like, oh, he's helping someone. I forgot the Yeah, but, I mean, but there, there's a yeah. shot of, there's, before it goes to, you know, before it goes to the supporting cast, like, there is a shot of Gintaru where he's like, I don't know, in the middle of, I don't know, Africa, or I don't know where the hell he is, where that I thought he was supposed to be in Russia. Russia? Like, where, where, Russia. Yeah, yeah, Russia. Where, yeah, wherever that space launch was taking place, like, and, and you can see him, yeah. like, looking at the sky, and there's, you know, the, you know, the ominous sky with the lightning bolts and everything, so, they, I mean, they, yeah. they do kind of give I, you a brief glimpse of everybody before they, they go into, like, the 
supporting cast and 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 the kind of main crux of the you know the a plot i guess yeah and then when, I'll, I'll get into ghost here in a little bit when when <laughs> we actually see him fully for the first time hairstyle that's all i'm saying hairstyle <laughs> yeah 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 so but and and of course you've got the the common writer forza homeroom teacher as part of the supporting cast there's sugi chuta and and they're you know they're kind of i guess you know guiding students into a Monogawa high school. And then you've got Jake, the, the common writer club member from Forza. So like, and, and of course what, what's kind of funny is, and I, I guess I'll just bring this up now because this might be an interesting topic of discussion, but I, I in, in my notes, I kind of had the joke that like, Oh, well, all the other supporting cast is stuck away at a peace conference, you know, like they can't, they can't appear, you know? And it's like, it's like really <laughs> there that I guess the in canon explanation is that they're, they're doing a space launch and that the the cast is you know at that space launch with gentaru you know and and they're they're all kind of that that's basically where they are and that's why they're not in this film or whatever but there there was this kind of weird note that i noticed where apparently there's this religion in or something that was labeled as a religion in japan called like happy time or something and yes it it kind of it kind of sounds like i mean i don't know i i don't know enough about it so i'm not going to come down harshly on judging it but it seems like the media has like i mean it seems like everybody who talks about it describes it as a cult and wants you to think it's like the second coming of scientology but apparently like the actress who plays what's her name the cute girl who can't sing on forza i can't even think of her name yuki yuki so like <laughs> yuki <laughs> the, the yuki like basically her her actress like the the real life actress apparently her parents were always members of that you know religion or you know organization or what have you like whatever you want to refer to it as at first it seems like when you go to the wikipedia page they're like it's a cult you know like or whatever and i'm like okay guys whatever but anyway so so the speculation is like what's kind of funny is they they talk about how in the end credits of this film like when they're doing like all the montages from all the other shows like conveniently like yuki the actress is cut out of every card (laughs) That's Still, in there, yeah. you know. So they're they're or like something is, like over her face, like in the shot. Yeah. So it's like it's like so so they're like, is that you know? Cl- it, it's like the speculation is, is that on purpose? And you're kind of like, well, duh. Like I guess it is. Like I guess I guess the the yeah. Japanese film industry does not like uh, super happy fun time or whatever that thing is called. So anyway, isn't, isn't like, that the yeah. show that that Seinfeld was on that he got all the checks from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But but I mean to be fair though, Derek, at least it wasn't actually political commentary. They just they just didn't show her. They just blacklisted her you know, from the fucking movie. So it's like wow. Well, right. I'm talking about storyline wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About yeah, like yeah. you know CD stuff. They didn't they didn't kill her off in the show. They were like, oh, it's, Yuki, it's not like, it's she like got yeah, yeah, yeah. You you Yuki got impaled at a space conference by like space nails <laughs> or whatever. No, yeah, that didn't happen. So yeah. Anyway, I I, I thought that was kind of fascinating i guess or, or interesting because it wasn't anything i knew about and i was like oh okay i didn't you know to me like i almost didn't even notice that but but then that was something that reading the the wiki page i was kind of like oh okay that's that's weird you know yeah i did think it was kind of interesting like and of course this is timing schedule and i and i and like you know some of it's not you know 
political or, or religious speculation. But, you know, it, it is kind of interesting that, like, Ghost and, of all things, Forza had the most supporting cast members. Because, really, we don't see anybody from Gaim or Oz really in this. I mean, yes, uh, there's a character from Oz who appears later, but he's a main character. We don't really see, like, the, the, the you know, Bistro cast. We don't really see, like, any of the, uh, the, the beat writers or, you right, know, even right. my. Yeah. But again, of course, scheduling and all that. I'm sure Mai is probably like a huge pop singer or some crap or some crap. See, I would like to see Alan from Ghost. Yeah, well, they yeah I they didn't have a lot of secondary writers either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I thought that he was a cool character. So, I mean, I, I would have been into that. Like, I, I'll, I don't know if it's a matter of like just having too many characters to juggle or or maybe what tony's saying just scheduling type stuff where it's like can we get this person because it's like it seemed like they wanted to get you know coda for the last movie and then ended up just doing the suit actor you know reused dialogue bit and and even in this movie it seemed like you know he i don't know to me it seemed like he barely fit this in his schedule do you know what i mean like like it's like it's like he had his scene he, he was there he, yeah, he was but... there he had his sequences you know but he was there for those sequences and it was like and that's it you know like that, that that's all that's all he was gonna do so yeah you you imagine there must be lots of stuff like that where you know the scheduling of, of trying to get all these people in a in a film like this is is extremely difficult just like it is to get a bunch of people on a podcast was right. Gaim ever unhensioned without with everybody else? I don't think uh, so. No. No, yeah, like even like like I mean even his ending scene was solo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he I, I feel like he only shot on that bridge. Like that was Yeah, it. that's what like, I was thinking. Like 'cause even even when it cuts back to him at the well, I know we're jumping ahead, but even when it cuts back to him at the end when when he's, you know, contemplating or, you know, whatever at the end of the film, it's like he's still at that same bridge that he first showed up in. So it's like all they did was like, Go go walk down at the end of that bridge, bro. Alright, now look contemplative. Okay, okay, wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, everybody. Let's let's drink champagne. It's a wrap. Coda finished. It's a wrap. You know, like or however that sounds in Japanese. Yeah. You know, like. yeah they were like, Hey Coda, we got like another scene. Would you mind filming? He's like, I got half a juice box to get to. I'm sorry, I have gotta leave. <laughs> Juicy. Juicy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I just thought that was interesting how, like, they, they did get a lot of people on this. I, I can't give them shit for that. They they got a huge cast, so. But I just thought it was interesting, the 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 various, you know, tertiary and in, 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 inconsequential characters, I guess you would say, that wouldn't matter to this film. But they still didn't show up, but we did have a couple of nice little cameos, like the, the homeroom teacher and, and yeah. all that. So. Well, I mean, I, I to be fair, I mean, if if you look at it as one of those things where this is, this is Common Rider build and Common Rider X-Aid's movie. I mean, all of their supporting exactly. casts yeah. were, you know, extensively represented. I, I mean, you, you might go down yeah. the list and, and wonder, did they come off well to people who were only seeing the movie? Like, you, you may have some opinions about that, but I, I, I can't say that they they were lacking in screen time. Like it seemed like all of them no. got moments to stand out and, and kind of say their bit or, or shine or, or at least, you know, give you that kind of, you know, friendly nod or, or what have you. And I, I think with some of the older characters, the, the legendary characters, they, they got more grandiose entrances in this than, than say the supporting cast of the main characters, but they were, still in the majority of the film like they they kind of were 
essentially part of the A plot for the most part, you know? So, so yeah, they all, were... all, the, all the legendary writers, I'll give them this. Every time they, they, they had their big debut or re-debut, I guess you would say, it was always a big save you moment, which was really nice. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll just keep going then. But with Emu unable to transform into X-Aid, his fellow writers take the initiative against the Bugsters. The Dr. Gamers, Kamen Rider Brave, a.k.a. Kagami Hero, Kamen Rider Snipe, a.k.a. Hanaya Taiga, and Kamen Rider Laser, a.k.a. Kujo Kiraya, along with Poppy Pipopo and Saiba Nico arrive. See, there's the supporting characters we're talking about. Arrive on the scene to try and calm the peace. Emu tends to the wounded and injured bystanders, while Laser, Snipe, and Brave do some impressive wire work in fighting. See, I, I, thought, they, I thought they did some good wire work, too. Yeah, there's like one scene where Brave like jumps up onto a staircase and yeah. it, it literally looks like he's floating like oh, a, yeah. like some kind yeah, of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was it was very I mean you know it could be just the, you know the combination of technology and the, the stunt people and the the rig but I think all of them together made it look extremely impressive yeah, yeah. it's crazy this is where that wall walk was too and it was like what did he just run up that couldn't be <laughs> did he do the thing <laughs> right yeah. You're like, yeah does he have magnetic moon boots what <laughs> is the whole set on its side? <laughs> Did they flip a whole town? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so just then, another enemy, similar to the one who appeared in Build's World, called Wright Kaiser, shows up. Wright Kaiser reveals that the Nebula Bugsters are merely fuel for his Enigma machine, which is also similar to the one used by Left Kaiser in Build's World. He activates his Enigma machine, and now Build's Earth can be seen approaching the orbit of the X-Aid Earth. Enigma activates again, rendering the gamer drivers and gashats useless. And of course, the the thing that cracked me up was because we were we were talking about the Bad Dance Prince soundtrack. So the, this stood out to me the time I watched this the second time, where the left Kaiser basically is like. They funked up your drivers and gash hats, you know, and he's like, funky time. And I was like, get the funk up. Yeah, 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 that, that's that. Yeah, that is uh, a thing that does carry over into build is like this form, it, their their abilities. I don't know. Battle cry or, or call up is, you know, funky time and all that stuff. And it's kind of weird, but I mean, it, it doesn't bother me because also, especially because is it right, Kaiser? We're on now. Yeah, yeah. Right, Kaiser is fucking weird. Anyway, he, he's kind oh, of. Oh, good. Um, it wasn't just me. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a goofball. <laughs> well, yeah. like, left Kaiser is like very serious, and then right is kind of like I don't know, wacky or fruity. Like I don't know, man. Yeah, he's, he's an oddball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he's out there. But no, I kind of like him though because it. I don't know. It like it makes sense. You know, it's like. He's crazy, you know, it's like, one's crazy, the other one's serious, put them together in there, one guy, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like Left Kaiser is like Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face, and Right Kaiser is like Jim Carrey's, like, Riddler. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, one's just completely chewing scenery, and the other one is just like, you know, God, I'm trying to act, God. <laughs> trying to be serious, I got a cyborg for a face. Oh, man, that, that's funny. But but I will say, like, both of them in this first, like, few 15, 20 minutes of the... They, they come off as serious threats. I'll give them that. Even funky time, yeah. 
So Wright Kaiser ends up attacking the dehensioned riders, but luckily, Common Rider Ghost enters and blocks the attack meant for the Doctor Gamers. Ghost drives off the Nebula Bugsters with his Isaac Newton attack, and Wright Kaiser flees since he figures their worlds are going to be destroyed in 24 hours anyway. Osugi Shuta, the Forza homeroom teacher from Amanogawa High School, wonders what's going to happen at 2 p.m. tomorrow, and Jake, the Common Rider Club member from Forza, tells him they're going to do what they can until Gintaro, aka Common Rider Forza, gets back from the Space Peace Conference launch or whatever they're at. Meanwhile, Edgy Hino is busy tracking down men in white lab coats. Dun dun dun. And then we cut back to the Dr. Riders attending the wounded civilians in this cool Scorsese Goodfellas-esque one-shot. And Emu thanks Takaru and Onari for showing up to save them. Bonjo then arrives and wonders what the hell happened to the Skywall since he doesn't yet realize he's been transported to another Earth. Banjo tells Poppy Peepopo to stop playing dumb, and when she retorts that this is no joke, the reality of the situation finally starts to sink in for Banjo. I gotta say, what the hell happened to Onari's hair? What? What? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Hairstyles. What? Like Ghost has like dark hair, and it was like blondish, and now Onari has a fro and a hat on it. <laughs> Did I miss a movie or something where that's explained? Because I was like, what the hell? And he's in a zoot suit. Yeah. Well, apparently, well, all he's, I know is he, like at, he, at this time he's given up his temple religion yeah. or whatever. He, he left yeah. the monk life, so he grew up the fro. Like that's <laughs> what I got. <laughs> uh, it's a hard monk life. <laughs> and he's got doubles hat stapled to the top of it. <laughs> Uh, he just he just decided he's going to take all the styles. One, one thing I was going to say that was kind of nice about like this this crossover that I forgot to mention earlier is Bill doesn't like you know leave you hanging. You pretty much get the idea that it's kind of set in its own world. But this this movie here puts his foot down and says build does not happen on the same planet as like pretty much all the other heisei riders yeah yeah well that, that's probably a good move because you're like oh wait a minute like you i mean you'd think if japan was split into three warring nations like the other exactly, heisei yeah. riders might you know i don't know get involved somehow or something like that so i mean i i know that's never like stopped them before from doing kind of outlandish yeah, world-changing like, things i had a world tree that was going to destroy the planet and nobody else helped. yeah nobody else yeah. helped right so yeah i don't i don't know but, maybe but, but. Re remembering gaim though they nuked the u.s and all of north america at one point was that a thing shit i forgot yeah, yeah that yeah. was a thing man the, that was the, about the, halfway through i think the common writer you this is fucked up <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Now maybe Ultimate but, but, Ultimate Gaim put that back together, but I don't know. Ah, uh, you know that's probably what it was. God God Coda was like, uh, no, you know, waved his hand, didn't happen. That's that's probably what happened. He he has that power, so I can see that. Yeah, that was yeah, there was like problems because Yggdrasil was like a worldwide corporation, it wasn't yeah, just yeah. in Japan. Yeah, they were they were talking all those awful day players with their foodie accents or whatever, <laughs> you know. 
Yeah. One one thing that's interesting is at this point, what Derek was just talking about, we, we start a, a banjo arc in this movie. And I know a lot of people who watch Build, it's very decisive. Some people say Banjo's a good, fun character. Some people hate the guy. I, I personally like Banjo and also like the journey he's going to go on through this movie. But were you, was anybody here not a Banjo fan? I'm like, oh my God, he's got a subplot. I mean, I was fine with it. I, I am pro Banjo. Cool. I liked it, but I didn't think it fit with what I'd seen up to that point. Okay. Okay. What about, what about you, Justin? Are you pro or anti Banjo? <laughs> I like Banjo. I just, I wasn't crazy about his arc in this movie. I guess. Okay. Cause like the whole time it feels like he's just kind of holding back and it's like, you know, dude, bro, you got to find your, your reason to fight. You got to find your reason to be a common writer. And it's like the whole movie, he's kind of, you know, holding back and doubting himself and you know, all that. I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because, you know, it's so I, early. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's because like, I've already seen him go through that journey in the series and you know, this is delayed for us over here in the States. So, Maybe that's why I feel that way, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah no, the, the only thing I'm not pro banjo about is like that little Rastafarian section of his hairdo, like where he's like, I don't know what that is, where he's got like the braids and shit. <laughs> and I was always like, when, when I'm like, okay, I can't spoil anything, but at some point he loses those braids in the regular series. And then I was like, oh, thank God he stopped wearing those braids. But then, you know, he starts wearing them again. So I was like, you know what's really weird, Derek? I think that's like an MMA thing or something because he's supposed to be like a MMA fighter. And like right now on Raw, Ronda Rousey has become a part of WWE and she has these weird, stupid-ass braids in her hair all the time, just like Banjo. And I'm like, is that, that an MMA thing? I mean, is that supposed to be practical? Like uh, the hair doesn't... But like why is it only on the one side then? I don't... I mean, if it was just to like keep the hair out of your uh, face or stop somebody from like ripping out your hair while you're in the middle of a death match in a cage. Like, I, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know enough hey, about it. Yeah. So, but it, it looks funny to me. Yeah. So. What, so what you're saying, Derek is his, his, uh, his hairstyle is not the fresh. It's not fresh. <laughs> it's not fresh at all. <laughs> not fresh. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, all, they gotta, they gotta clean up some, some of the gime club to make his hair fresh. Like that's, Oh, oh, and one more note before you go on. This again solidifies my statement that Ghost is always better in a movie than the TV show. Again, he's great in this. So, ah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Justin's kind of on your side now, John. He's he's been he's watched some Ghost. He's actually yeah. Yeah, I I I'll, I'll stick up for Ghost. Like, um, wow, that, like that's when, kind when, of a a turn for you, Justin. I know, like. See, when Ghost was airing, I kind of, like, dropped it after, like, I don't know, episode 12 or something. I was like, I'm out. Like, I, I can't take it. And then about a year later, I was like, you know what? I was kind of harsh on Ghost. Let me go back and rewatch it. And I really got into it. I was like, I like, I like Ghost. Like, Ghost is cool. So I'll stick up for Ghost. I think I think maybe he gets uh, the short stick in this film. But then I kind of, like, ration it out that, like, well – he had such a huge part in the last Heisei yeah, Generation, but yeah. I guess it's okay. Yeah, he he, yeah. he had a he he had a sizable role in that last film, and and he still has a decent 
role in this film. I mean, he's saving people's asses left and right in this movie. So, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, there's there's still some good moments for him and everything. But and, and and also also continuity. Him and him and uh, Emu are still friends, and yeah, they, yeah, they're buds. They they yeah. reference that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, but it, but it's cool, John. Me, me and Derek still don't like ghosts that much. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Emu Emu notices the build driver on Banjo and demands he return his Xade powers back. Although Banjo has no idea what the hell he's talking about, Emu then hears his missing friend Parado from across worlds also demanding the return of Emu's x powers, and we can now see that Sento is being thrown against the wall by Parado. Sento finally recognizes Parado as Kamen Rider Para-DX from his dream, and Parado recognizes Sento as the Kamen Rider Bill, confirming it was anything but a dream. Time appears to move differently on the two Earths, and while Parado has only been missing a short time from the x Earth, he has been seen searching for Bill for the last two years on his Earth. I was going to ask you, Derek, did you kind of like the whole Martin Stein and Ronnie Raymond thing with Parado and Emu, since they're like pretty much the same person now? I, you know, I, I guess I never, I never thought of it that way, but it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, I guess, I guess they have uh, the little Legends of Tomorrow, like you know, Firestorm, at like at the at the end of the movie there. But I, I, I don't think I thought of it that way until you mentioned it. Oh, okay, all right. There's something I kind of noticed, like when they were able to talk to each other and like, you know, cross across the galaxies. I was like, oh, that's kind of like Firestorm. But anyway, well, I mean, he he had to use that little like. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, bottle, bottle or whatever yeah. to do it. So I, I guess I didn't immediately associate that with Firestorm, but, but I, I think the, the idea of what you're saying is like the, the when they sort of merge, you know, when they go into their fighting mode, like that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not exactly like Firestorm, but just it was like, it, well, I was also going to say with the two Earths, even though it's not as concrete as what you were saying, that was a better example. But I also kind of had the idea of like you know Crisis on oh, Two yeah. Earths when like that yeah. yeah yeah for sure like it's very Crisis on Infinite Earths and you know lightning bolts in the sky like red skies like all that kind of stuff yeah for sure and like being on you know different different Earths you know, different people being on the wrong Earth and getting into fights and misunderstandings and stuff yeah so so after he he hears Parado out Sento realizes that. He and Xade come from a world where the Skywall never existed. And then Soichi Isarugi appears and explains that Nebula Bugsters are actually monsters from a different world infused with their world's Nebula gas, and the only one who can defeat them will be riders with the power of video games. Isarugi tells Sento that this was the most likely reason as to why Sento refused to return X-8's bottles. He suggests that Parado use the gamer full bottle to communicate with Emo on the other side. Parado and Emu communicate between the two worlds, which confirms the time difference between the two worlds because it was like a week versus like the two years that Parado spent in the other world. And Enigma was able to converge the two time zones into one linear flow, and Sento realizing that Banjo is in Xade's world. The Doctor Riders begin to work a plan out with Dan Caruto, 
while Parado falls temporarily ill due to the influence of the full bottle over his virus physiology, Isarugi then goes into full-on exposition mode and explains that a researcher for the Toto government named Mogami Keisei once found a way to cross over to parallel worlds using the Skywall. Finally, Isarugi gives the Phoenix and Robot full bottles to Sendo before taking his leave. And I guess tying into your Firestorm, like, CW comment, I I wanted to say, like, for me, like, and I, I don't, I don't know, I like, I, like, did you get up to this part in the show, John? Like, did you no. know what was going on? Kind of, but not really. Oh, okay. I, I, I was like, maybe an episode, maybe an episode short of it. Okay. So, like, this is kind of like spoilerific, I guess, but like. I mean, they kind of talk about it in the movie, too, but it's like, they, you know, essentially, like, Soichi Isarugi betrays them. That That's why at the beginning they're like, oh, Master used to be here, you know, running the shop, and now he's yeah. not running the shop. Yeah. I, I figured it out, but... Yeah, like, 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 to me, it's kind of similar to the whole, like, H.R. Wells, like, reverse Flash kind of dynamic thing that they had going on in the first season of the flash so like i I, it was you know kind of like that whole oh this is my mentor figure oh my mentor figure turns out to be like my greatest enemy you know like like that's kind of the vibe i i got from the whole like bloodstock stark whatever we're calling him and it it gets crazier john so like yeah i I, I highly highly recommend bill but it just gets crazier from there it's on my list it's just hasn't happened yet understood yeah Oh, I was gonna I was gonna point out one thing that's kinda cool about like while we're kinda getting this deep into it. I really love the design of a lot of stuff in this. I I, I have the Enigma hand, one of them, as my avatar. Cause that's just creepy. That's creepy as fuck. Just this big hand, robotic hand with an eye in it. The 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 whole by Kaiser look is really kind of, you know, just cool. I mean, I I can't think of another word. And also I was never a fan of the Buckster troops in XA because they had goofy colors. Kind of think the Nebula Bucksters look kind of cool. Maybe that's just me, but like the blue helmets, they look more organic, oddly, and it makes them look a little more creepy. I kind of thought those those Enigma hands, like I, I know we keep bringing up combinations to like giant like comic book crossover storylines, but you, I don't know if you guys remember, but they had like the two brothers in DC versus Marvel, and like one was like this almost like giant red celestial looking robot kind of guy, and the other one was like mm-hmm. a gigantic blue celestial guy, and like these hands are both kind of like red and blue, and they they're they're kind of you know I don't know to me that that's well, what, what was, I thought of when I saw them. What was so, called Access, right? No, Access was the the kid that could like port between the worlds. Okay, but. I forget. Okay. I, I don't know if they gave them names or not. Like, I just remember they kind of referred to... I mean, it was supposed to be, like, one was DC and one was Marvel. I mean, if you were going right, to give them yeah, a name, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it was like, they just kind of referred to them as the two brothers. And it was like, and the brothers saw that what they made was good. And they shook hands. And, like, you know, dumb stuff like that happens at the end of the now story. Now you have Dark Claw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. But, but yeah, that's kind of what it reminded me of. See, they reminded me more of, a, like, an 80s import video game boss. You know, well, yeah, you would yeah. see that's that's what they reminded me of. You, you, yeah, yeah, you can totally see the Enigma hands as like a, a Contra boss or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that, you know, just be an end stage. Oh, hey, look, a big hand and you're shooting at the red thing in the middle. And yeah, that that's what I thought of. It's like, yeah. what, what is it in that NES uh, Transformers game where it's just like you fight like 
what is it like Megatron's head or oh, something yeah. stupid? No, you fight you fight a Decepticon symbol. Oh, that yeah yeah yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that would that would be uh, Convoy no Legend or something like that, like the Legend of Convoy, and he plays Ultra Magnus for some reason. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, I just I, I just want to like give props to. Like I know this probably had a big budget because it is the final Heisei movie, probably that we know of. But yeah, they they seem to go all out on this. They want to give these guys a good send off. Yeah, yeah. I I mean you could tell the there's a lot of production value put into this film, and it's 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 money well spent. Dan Kuroto faces the Nebula Bugsters with the new Common Rider build Gashat created from the data when Bill attacked him and took one of his lives. The new Gashat allows him to henshin into DANGEROUS ZOMBIE and make short work of the Bugster foot soldiers. However, he can only sustain the transformation for just a few minutes and changes back to Dan Kuroto to finish off the final Bugster in a HILARIOUS FASHION! Kuroto is asked to make more of the Gashats by Poppy Pipopo, but he refuses until Onari, with that sexy fro, successfully convinces him to do so, one over-the-top actor to another! Come on, bro, we're both, we're, we're <laughs> I, secret over-the-top actor bros, so make some new shots, like, that's what that was about. Dude, but I gotta say, man, anytime Dan Carrero shows up, I'm smiling. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's a funny guy. I, I, I like Dangerous Zombie, yeah. I would buy a Dangerous Zombie if it wasn't $130. Oh, and we did mention, like, how XA didn't really seem different, like, he wasn't from any kind of build, like, upgrade. Actually, Dangerous Zombie, I noticed, like, at one point, like, when they, like, he's running at them, he has one red eye and one blue eye, kind of like build. Hmm. Yeah, and I was like, hey, I caught that. That's that's kind of cool, because his technology is more based on the build kind of stuff. It's just, like, build gash hat, which, you know, he's a genius. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know? And, of course, it doesn't work as well because he's Dan Corretto. <laughs> so Sento ends up beginning his investigation of Mogami Keisei by retrieving a file on him from Himuro Gentoku and explains that Mogami worked very closely under Takumi Katsurugi on the development of Enigma. Then Sawa Takigawa uncovers that Mogami created a biological weapon called the Kaiser System, using the Bugster virus and the Nebula gas to create Nebula Bugsters, as well as the left and right Kaisers before vanishing from public life. Sento then concludes that Katsuragi was the one who showed up on X-Aid's world as Common Rider Build. With six hours to go, Emu leaves to find Enigma. As Build, in his hawk gatling form, and Parado fight the Nebula Bugsters to protect the population, Left Kaiser appears to stop them, and Build changes to Ninin comic form to fight him. When that doesn't work, he goes Phoenix Robo in a best match to drive Left Kaiser away in a puff of smoke. The two then track down his hideout with Misora's help, and Sento concludes that. Katsurugi stole X-Aid's powers to prevent them from being sealed as well as a countermeasure against the Enigma machines. With the new Kamen Rider build Gashat created by Kuroto, Taiga, Hiro, and Kiraya join Takaru against the Nebula Bugsters. When a crevice suddenly opens below the streets and Banjo almost falls down into it, if not for Emu grabbing him by the hand. 
Banjo tells them to let go so they both don't fall to their deaths. Luckily, Eji Hino appears just in the nick of time to lend Emu his assistance in pulling Banjo back up out of the newly formed crevice. Eji then introduces himself to his fellow common Riders and reveals that he's been tracking down the underground organization Foundation X since they've been working with Megomi to develop the Enigma machine in this world. Jake, meanwhile, has also tracked down Foundation X and plans to alert Gintaro to their involvement. One thing I want to go into, like, probably at this moment, I'm a huge fan of Gaim. I love Gaim. I love Coda. I, I grew really fond of X-Aid. X-Aid was a much better series than it should have been, and I expected it to be. I'm really enjoying Build. But one of the series I watched early on after watching Gaim was O's. And I really enjoyed this, the show. I know Justin watched it too, and I think you're like almost done with it, right, Derek? Or have I, you finished I, I it? Fin- I finished it, and I'm kind of super glad I did because it made all the moments in this film like really hit home for me. Yeah, and exactly like I did. I like didn't write AJ off, but like they do a lot of good stuff with like him in this movie, and it's like small. It's not like you know they develop like a whole bunch of time to him but every moment really kind of like you said kind of hits home if you watched o's and like you know it like his 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 kind of his his credo you know anyone i can reach i will save i'm like that's that's fucking kind of almost old school show writer kind of stuff you know it's like you you know what i thought was cool was it, it they had a philosophy that was on the written page but the way they they framed it and directed it and staged it like it was really awesome cuz they're they're good, you know they're all sneaking into this foundation x building and i i know like justin was saying he wasn't quite feeling the arc for for banjo but i mean i thought it worked really well because like banjo's at the bottom of the stairwell and emu's in the middle of the stairwell and then Edgy's yeah. at the top of the stairwell, and he's like, "Look, I'm Banjo. I'm having this crisis. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, why do you guys fight so hard? Like, for people you don't even know. Like, it just, you know, he's at that stage where it doesn't even compute. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like, you go through all this pain and suffering for people you don't even know. Like, I mean, I don't know. I think that's kind of like a human, a very human reaction to have, where you're like, you know, yeah, if it was." If it was family or blood or friends or something like yeah then then maybe that would make sense but you know so you're it's like, saving strangers yeah yeah you're 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 just saving people that that you 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 know you have no idea who they are and it, it's kind of almost a foreign concept to him to to sacrifice blood sweat and tears for for something that's an ideal it's not it's not a physical thing you can hold on to it's 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 something that's greater than yourself you know like this this kind of you know larger and and emu has a great speech to him about it yeah 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 i mean and and emu being a doctor you know and 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 the way they you know like i said the way they frame it it's interesting because emu's in the middle and then he actually goes up the stairs with with edgy and it's kind of like and they're they're bringing him up the stairs with him it's like come on banjo like you'll you'll understand eventually like come on up the stairwell with us you'll you'll get it yeah you'll 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 be on board yeah and and edgy and like you know, we talk about passing the torch and a lot of different things, but AJ kind of like pats Emu on the shoulder, like yeah, this guy gets it, you know, kind of yeah. Or or you know that that they, they're pretty, you know, they're 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 a trusting type, and and they're pretty confident that he's gonna 
he's going to get with the program eventually, you know? So they, they have faith that yeah. he'll find his way, you know? Yeah. That, that, that was like, yeah, that, that, this whole, I mean, there's more to go in a few minutes, but like this whole scene with these three guys, I, I like how they all play off each other. Yeah. I was surprised that uh, foundation X was involved with this movie. Cause like they, they were kind of like the shady, like manipulative villains in like three previous, like common writer team up movies. Like they were like, you know, trying to use the guy memories for evil. They were trying to use like the core metals for evil. And they were trying to use like the switches from coming out of Forze for evil. And you had like multiple, multiple writers like teaming up and like trying to defeat Foundation X. And we hadn't heard from them in a very long time. So like when it turned out like they had some involvement in, on, in the development of this technology, I was like, Foundation X, like, oh, like haven't heard from them in a long time. Like I'm, I'm kind of surprised like that they were involved in this. And I guess. I guess it's like, you know, kind of like uh uh like Tony was saying earlier, like this is probably like the last big uh Heisei team up. So I guess they kinda wanted to like pay tribute to some of those past uh crossover movies where like Foundation X was like the, the villain from some of those films. Well, I, I guess you could also say like for Heisei era, like, you know, common writer is to Foundation X as Showa writer is to Shocker. Cause, cause Shocker keeps popping up in the Showa era a lot. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's a, a fair, a fair analogy. Cause like Shocker, like Shocker went through so many like, you know, different yeah. stages, and then they like they reinvented themselves a couple of times under different names, and you're like, you thought it was this organization, organization, but it was Shocker the whole time, and you're like, no, Nani, and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that is like a pretty good like anal uh, analogy for like Foundation X. Did you want to say anything about like? Uh, what Justin said, or just like the whole uh, legacy moment between like the legendary new writer and kind of the not old but established Heisei writer. I don't know. I, I, I like I said, I I didn't feel feel Banjo's story in this, so I, yeah. it it just I don't know. That part kind of drug for me. Okay, hey, fair enough. I mean, yeah. Hey, I give you crap about Ghost. You could totally crap on this. That that fair is fair. <laughs> Banjo is awesome, except for his braids. Yay! Ghost is, <laughs> Ghost is cool too. Ghost is awesome too. I I, I like Ghost in these movies. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't hate Ghost. Yeah, Ghost Ghost is a cool character concept. I'll totally give you that. Basically, at this point, we cut back to Sento confronting Wright Kaiser, and as he's confronting him, Banjo. Emu and Eji confront Left Kaiser, who are both revealed as their Earth's respective versions of Mogami Keisei. Right Mogami, for lack of a better term, reveals that he suffered an accident that transformed parts of his body after Takumi Katsurugi attempted to stop him from completing Enigma. He and his counterpart then reveal that their true objective is to use Enigma to combine both worlds while fusing their bodies into a single immortal entity called Bi Kaiser. With 30 minutes to go until the end of the world, Left Mogami uses some core metals developed by Foundation X to create copies of several greed from Kamen Rider O's. Kazari, Uva, Mazul, Gamel, and Ankh to fight Edgy and the others. 
Edgy ends up skydiving out of the Foundation X Tower to catch up to a falling Ankh in order to fuse the original Ankh's broken metal into the fake Ankh's body in order to revive him. The original Ankh halts their descent with his wings and returns to assist Kamen Rider, Cross Zed, and Emu for the promise of ice treats. Edgy has regained the power to transform into Kamen Rider O's to fight off the fake greeds with Ankh. Left Mogami henshins into Left Kaiser to eliminate Emu and Kamen Rider Cross Zed, who he knocks out of his dragon form. But before he can deliver his funky finale, Kamen Rider Forza appears just in time to save Emu and Banjo's bacon. Gentaro introduces himself to his fellow riders and reunites with his high school buddy Jake. They are both positive that Amanogawa High School, being a focal point for space energy, will be used to facilitate the merger of the two Earths via the Enigma machines. They find revived Zodiarts, Cancer, Scorpion, Leo, and Virgo waiting for them at the high school when they arrive. Gintaro henshins into Kamen Rider Forza and declares it's SPACE TIME! As Forza fights off the Zodiarts, the Enigma machine is revealed from its hidden cloak. I don't know, do you guys do you guys want to delve into, uh, unpack w- w- all the, the action and craziness? I know, I know since, you know, Tony was going into his love of O's, and I, I know that those scenes were hitting, hitting home for me since I have seen the whole series. Like, that was a pretty, a pretty bitchin' moment to, to see, you know, Ankh kind of have a, you know, return to uh to i guess his 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 original form corporeal self yeah they actually mentioned when they when he talks about he they made the coins they made switches too to to kind of lead into the the forza thing which i thought was cool the the whole battle scene from when the the trio confront right kaiser to to edgy like you know resurrecting Ankh. To a like, and I know Derek enjoyed this. Like everything looking is looking dire and terrible, and then you just hear rocket. Uh, <laughs> I, I was, was like, cool. oh, okay, that's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, it was like, fuck yeah, hell yeah. That that was like such a good like. That's that kind of hero moment you like, you know, those hero moments where you're just like, yeah, I'm on board. It may be cheesy to some, but you guys don't know. You don't know how cool this is. It, yeah. Great fight scene. I'm not as big as a Forza fan, but even though I like that scene, I'm sure Derek was happy to see like the Zodiarts and and then like you know, see so, you know, like he said, space time. You know, I'm not a big fan of the Bigfoot, but the, the other ones that he uses in that fight because this is this the one where he uses the missile launcher and the Gatling gun. Yeah, yeah. together. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, like like Forza is like. A lot of people online like to do these whole things of who's the most powerful common writer. I really don't care, but Forza like has an arsenal. I'll give the guy that he has like so much crap he could just strap on and just beat the crap out of people with. <laughs> he he's literally a walking uh, Swiss Army knife. Hey, <laughs> I, I think of all the like returning legendary writers in this movie, I think EG has like the best moments, and I think he has like the best. Uh, well, for me, like the best like emotional like connections in, in this movie too. Like especially like when he's he's diving after Ankh. Like he, like he just kind of like wants his friend back, and he's just like he's determined yeah. to like get him back no matter what. Like that's why he jumps off the building to try and save him, and he does bring him back. And then they kind of like 
they resume their kind of like you know playful banter like repartee that they have which i love yeah like first thing Ox says is like i see you're getting your butt kicked again <laughs> yeah. i remember what made me laugh is you know him kind of being like i better be getting some ice cream for this you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's like kind of like telling saying it's it, maybe it's like it's silly but like it's really great when you hear the sound effects and music from like a past writer like when you hear eg like scan his medals and like his henshin effects oh, yeah. like, i love that and like there's a part later on where you hear like some like battle music from forze and then you hear like the the switch is turning on and you hear like the three two one and he transforms i was like man like i i forgot like how awesome like that music was and how awesome those sound effects were like it's it's really nice to like see and hear all that again yeah yeah it, that that i mean that's what i call nostalgia done right because yeah. yeah it's it's a memory but at the same time it's intrinsic to the character he can't like you know ega like can't swipe the medals without hearing the ding 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 you, know, you have to have that you know and yeah it just yeah it does bring back that memory of like oh yeah man the the, the medals and and like i said i'm not a big huge forza fan but like the switches you know if that does it for you like that's that's awesome you know yeah, and these are kind of like the, I mean, you know, the, the seeing the actors return and having, you know, dialogue and moments, like, those are all very good, actually, but it's it's kind of foreplay to this moment, you know, where you're like, oh, th this is, this is the, these are the money shots, essentially, like, they, they, they henshin into the writers, and then they start, you know, fighting their, you know, respective opponents and everything, or, or like you said, you know, Forza kind of basically uses his little switches and unloads on them with, you know, rockets and machine guns and all that kind of stuff and, you know, gets them away and stuff. So it's like those are all like super, super cool moments for for those legendary writers. And, and, and it's like that to me, it's like it's not just this is not just a fancy like, you know, executive advertising name that they slapped on them it's like it's like they earn that legendary status or title oh you yeah. know yeah 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 well that that's uh that's something i was gonna bring up at some point i think it's also kind of interesting at this point even even emu like a lot of these writers have kind of finished their story you know forza is respected teacher at his university gaim is friggin master of the universe x-aid like, you know, yeah, he's, he's happy being a doctor and, like, he's he's enjoying his life and stuff. And I think that's why Edgy's story is, like, more personal because just like Wizard, his his, his series kind of ended on a down note. He lost his best friend and his whole story is trying to find him. And I think that's why, you know, you kind of feel for him because, like, even though O's is a great series, it had a, a triumph ending as far as he... he he won the battle, but at a personal cost. And you're just like, oh, man, poor, poor guy. He, he'll never, as far as we know, maybe never see Ankh again. So, like, I think that's why it kind of pulls at your heartstrings a little bit. Sorry, I didn't mean to be a downer. <laughs> no, 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 I, I agree. I mean, the, those are those are the 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 very uh, heartstringy, you know, emotionally charged moments in this is the, the stuff between Edgy and Ankh and everything. The one thing I did notice that, that kind of frustrated me is after these initial tensions, they don't show them on screen doing that again. They kind of, it's like a one and done. Hey, you got your moment. Here it is. And then 
like you know the the, the Forza one. You don't see it again. It just kind of happens off screen. Well, to to that point though, John, I will say like I understand your frustration. Gaim in one of these movies just came out of the ceiling. Yeah, that's true. So I'm good. Yeah, I'm yeah, good. That's true. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> this this satiated my my hitching. I, I was okay with the hitching in this because it's better than just like I'm here now, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> ta da! My juice box is yeah. not is not fully drunk. I would have liked yeah, to see seen the watermelon with Gaim though, you know, because I love that tree. That that's my favorite one that he does, where the the big watermelon yeah. drops on him. <laughs> I, yeah, well, a lot of us were were really happy with the pineapple, so we we you know we're you know some of I, us have certain favorite ones, but the watermelon is cool. I guess the trade off for not seeing them henching again is that we near the end of the movie we at least get to see the writers use like multiple forms. Like I thought that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. And, and uh, as far as I know, they they pretty much all get their ultimate forms in the in the final battle. One thing I was going to bring up, just for for build fans, R.I.P. Phoenix Robot, because that's a really cool suit, and they did not use it enough in in the build ongoing series. It, it kind of got the short shrift. I was like, I, I like Phoenix Robot. I don't know if you guys do, Justin and Derek, but it showed up like uh, uh, not even a handful of times. I think it's because like the the form was like other nations bottles so he didn't use it a lot but like it wasn't nearly as is as prolific as you know obviously rabbit tank but like not even like vacuum lion and 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 russia pirate and i'm like oh, i like phoenix robot oh well okay so you know r.i.p at least he got a good showing in this one <laughs> meanwhile on toto earth is what i'm gonna call it Kota Kuzabara literally kicks the other Enigma machine out of its cloaked status and introduces himself to Parado and Sento. When hordes of foot soldiers emerge from the Enigma machine, Kota goes all orange arms and stays behind to fight them all as Parado oh. and Sento move forward. Sento and Emu reach the Enigma machines on their respective worlds, and Sento concludes that the best way to solve the situation is by activating them before they reach their full potential. The two Mogamis fuse into Vi Kaiser as expected, but with his powers incomplete and not yet invincible. Taking advantage of this, Sento returns Emu's Exade powers just in time to see a legion of robot foot soldiers exit the gigantic Enigma arms. Parado fuses with Emu. Firestorm! and henshins into Kamen Rider XA. Sento henshins into Kamen Rider Build Rabbit Tank Best Match. The four other legendary Heisei Riders join them on their bikes, and they have an Avengers Age of Ultron slow-mo moment while engaging Kaiser's forces. So yeah, I, I, I thought this scene was kind of another money moment where they were all, you know, zooming in on their bikes, doing slow-mo badassery and stuff like that. Like, I, I kind of liked it. We, we talk about the Larrys a lot, Derek. I just imagine there was some writer writer who was like sitting there and he was like, you know, the show's called Common Rider. We should we should do a bike scene. And like fans everywhere were like, yes, they have bikes. They ride bikes. <laughs> they go. They remember. Well, I bet I bet you saw more of Ghost's bike in this than you did in all of Ghost. Oh, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, that was really cool. Fortunately, we also saw a lot of Gimes' bike, which sucks. <laughs> 
I, lo I love you, Coda, but the, the rosebud bike, not not a good look. Not a good look. Dude. Like, go back to the horse. It's like stink stinky rosebud grapefruit does not go well with, you know, oranges, so. But, yeah, no, that was awesome. Uh, and also, as to what Justin was saying, like, you know, those sounds, like, when Coda has the whole zipper pulled or portal, the whole zip, and it was like, yes, <laughs> you know, that was like, again, yeah, just that sound, like, yes, orange arms to the stage. I, I still love Gaim, even though I really like Eddie's, like, you know, storyline in this. Seeing that henchin, yeah, again, even once was, was definitely worth it. It was just really cool. Yeah, the bike scene is amazing. It was like, it, it was funny though, because the technical aspect of me, like, Four of these guys have dirt bikes, and poor, poor O's. I, I love you, Dan, but like he has kind of like a touring bike. So I even saw like one point where everybody's jumping over an explosion. The like the like O's bike is really low in the shot. And he just can't <laughs> this this is where I really wish Double had been in it to see Double's bike in there. Yeah, Double has a great bike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also shout outs to Forza because Forza has a really cool bike too. Yeah, the, the space yeah. shuttle bike. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 that's, that's a nice look. And and also, I, I as much as we pick on Coda, I, I I'm totally middle of the road. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I just don't understand Build's bike. It's got like a big gear on the front and like a weird socket on the back and. It doesn't look bad. I just, I don't know. I, I, it doesn't make me think of Rabbit Tank. It makes me think of Toolbox that fell onto a bike. <laughs> you know? It it almost feels too cartoony for the, the, the show's almost a little more serious than the bike is. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's why it doesn't feel yeah. like it fits. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're probably right. That's, yeah, that's a good observation. It's just like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool bike. Like I said, I like O's's bike. It's just not meant for high flying and stuff, but like, out of the three, it's like you got Oz's bike, you got Forza's bike. Oh shit, I'm trying to think of the other one. Uh, Ghost's bike. Those three are top notch. Those are cool designs. The other ones, glad they showed them, but man, it shows you how much they don't care about the bikes as much now. It would have been nice to see Oz's bike come out of a vending machine, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> and, th and that's that's why it is so blocky. It's it's basically a vending machine that turns into a motorcycle. <laughs> they, they just have what's his face there going like, "Happy birthday, Subarashi!" <laughs> <laughs> right. And no can droids, but come on, it's not about O's, so it's okay. There's no can droids. It's, it's just fine. <laughs> so so Build and X8 end up splitting off from the others to confront Bikeheiser. Common Rider Gaim goes Kachidochi arms on Bikeheiser's men. Common Rider Forza uses all of his figure art set modules, knocking them all down <laughs> with a mace. Common Rider Ghost uses his Musashi Damashi form against his opponents. Common Rider Oz uses his Gata Kiriba combo and makes branch shade duplicates before going to his Tajador form. Gaim goes to his Kawami arms form. Forza goes to his Cosmic States form, and goes to his Mugen Damashi form, severing the connection between the two giant Enigma arms. Build and X-Aid combat Bikeheiser on the still-moving giant pair of locked Enigma hands. Banjo finally gets what it means to be a common Rider, henshins into Cross-Zed Dragon, and joins the fray. 
Xave goes hyper muteki so he can kick ass while looking like Sailor Moon and the Predator had a baby. <laughs> Cross Zed Dragon delivers Chekhov's rabbit tank sparkling power up bottle to Build so Build can power up too, and Build and Xave destroy Bikeiser along with the Enigma machines, stopping the fusing of both worlds. And just to say, I I love rabbit tank sparkling because it looks like you know one of those like superstar like ice cream things in the ice cream truck like <laughs> I, I think it's awesome it, it, I thought it, it looked like, like a Pepsi can I was just going to say ass. that like a diet <laughs> Pepsi can for 4th of July <laughs> yeah and by the way I don't know if the fan holes listeners are, are familiar with this it's, it's been mentioned a couple of times but Derek really hates Muteki he's just not a fan <laughs> yeah I don't I don't get I don't get Muteki but yeah that's just me yeah I, I am not a fan of Forza's cosmic form I really was kind of disappointed that show because I'm not just not a fan of it. That powder blue thing. <laughs> it, well, I, I think you know again. This is it's kind of funny. I, I love Guy. Kawami Arms is cool-ish, but still, out of all these guys, like I, I, I I'm going to go with O's. His you know, Tajadora form is pretty badass. You know. I like I like Tajadora. I think I like Ghost Ultimate Form the best. I like out of yeah, all the movies. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like like I I think at, especially with X Aid. As much as I love the X Aid series, it's a totally fun series, and I I watched the whole thing, and I like the ending, all that. I watched all the fucking fake final ending movies until the final ending. <laughs> but the the nicest thing I can say about Muteki is I don't hate it. But there's no way I can look at it and not say it's not really busy. It's busy as hell. <laughs> there's just there's dreadlocks. There's gold. There's too much detail. And Tony, like it, Tony, is it busy or is it busy? Busy. <laughs> Get busy up in here. Uh, yeah. I'll see my I'll see myself out of the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, as far as X-Aid, uh, actually my favorite form of X-Aid will always be, always stands as Mighty Mighty Brothers X. That's my favorite. <laughs> I, I hated the, the Mega Man one, and I like Mega Man. Oh, oh, and by the way, Derek, me and you both got a little treat. Guy actually gets to use Kachidoki arms yeah. for a few minutes. Yeah, Kachidoki. I like Kachidoki. I'm gonna use these flags to beat people. See, I, yeah, I knew, I knew, uh, I knew we were gonna get some comments from the peanut gallery about catching their two flags. That's cool. <laughs> hey, those flags are on fire. They hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like you, you scra- scrape those flags in the ground to light your cigarette, man. That's what it'll do. I was a drum major in high school. Look at me go now. <laughs> Hey, Justin watching Hibiki, come on. <laughs> what, what are you talking about, drum major? Kachidochi was with the fucking color guard, man. He had, like, some guns on the arms, man. He should have put those flags up when they were on the bikes and took the lead into the crowd. <laughs> uh, it's a parade! Follow me! Come on down! Hey, but the but the Kachidochi arms gave us the, the DJ gun. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. Yeah. I like it all except for the flags. The flags are just man, ridiculous. <laughs> the the the, the Fanals podcast. We're 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 just really decisive about our armor looks. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the you know those 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 are the the polarizing things. These final modes that 
sometimes they're cool and sometimes you're like oh so <laughs> yeah 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 Derek's like powder blue yes like, I'm like you know Muteki I agree it kind of sucks but hey but yeah I, well actually I think uh, Derek said it but Justin John Rabbit Take Sparkling even though he looks like a can of Diet Pepsi it, it looks heroic it looks pretty badass oh I liked it I just yeah. I'm not going to go buy the figure art because I have the regular rabbit tank, so I'm not going to run out, you know, for some <laughs> some exclusive web shop, you know, figure art that's $100, but... I've got four words for you, uh, John. I'm wondering what you're going to think about this when you get to it. Rabbit, rabbit, tank, tank. I'll just let you think about that. It's coming. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's all the spoilers you get. Um, <laughs> That's kind of like, uh, like uh, what is it? Uh, when Double does um, Joker, Joker, huh? Actually, yes, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah that is very similar. Yeah. No, the only thing I was gonna say is the Bike Kaiser form is a form that does show up and build later. That is the, the final form is what we actually see him build, and there is actually a moment when he forms that. Dento actually says, by Kaiza? Which you don't get when you watch the show like me and Derek and Justin have. And now that you've seen the movie, you're like, oh. Because <laughs> we're like, what's a by Kaiser? <laughs> were, you you curi- were you curious about that? or? Well, oh, wow, that's something. Okay, see, the joke fell flat. <laughs> oh, man, I, too. I was like... He's uh, buying a lot of things, and Kaiser is one of them. <laughs> Did you catch that, Derek and Justin? Like, in that episode where they fight him, and, like, Sento actually says, Oh, by Kaiser! Like, he's, like, shocked. I think I think if I did, I didn't know what it meant, so I probably just glossed over it for a analytic. Okay. Let it go. Yeah, and, 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 and build. And this isn't, like, a, a spoiler. Just the two half-forms are no longer called left Kaiser or right Kaiser. They're called Remote Control Engine and Gear Engine. And I'll let you figure out the characters on your own. So I guess just to, to wrap up the synopsis and waxing poetic about the film, but basically at the end, Build and Cross said then bid farewell to X-Aid, Forza, Gaim, and O's, who stay in their uh, rider forms, because uh, they can't afford to pay all those actors. Before parting ways, the X-Aid cast has a nice reunion atop the hospital helipad with all sorts of end-of-episode laughter. <laughs> After the battle, Onari is welcomed back in the Tenkuji Temple by Takaru. I guess eventually he'll take off that fro wig and start sweeping chimneys again. Koda chills at the same bridge where he shot footage earlier in the movie and is on his way back to that juice box. Gentaro greets his new students and praises Osugi Shuta and giving us all the feels, Onk's temporary body begins to fade away while eating an ice treat with Edgy promising that they will one day meet again. In the post-credits, Sento and Banjo confront several guardians from Faust when a mysterious rider appears and steals the phoenix and robot bottles from Sento at super speed! which is why you don't see Phoenix Robo anymore. As he looks down the fire escape, he claims that the bottles belong to Hokuto in the first place, so he's just taking them back, and that he will see them again on the battlefield. 
And that pretty much wraps up the entire film, including the post-credit sequence. So I didn't know there was a post-credit sequence. I didn't get that far. Ah, okay. Oh. So, so there, yeah, there is that. That features Common Rider Grease, which technically, I guess, this is strictly speaking, Common Rider Grease's first appearance because that's, I guess, traditionally how they do these things. They have little cameos mm. for like the, the yeah. you know, I guess yeah. what, whatever kinetically, you call it, yeah, you know? this is where he showed up the first time, yeah. And he, he looks evil, and and Derek, Derek's avatar is actually his non-rider form, and yeah, Grease is, is pretty cool. I, I like I like Kazumi. You have to say it that way. I like this. I thought it was good. I, I I thought it was a really fun like you know if this is the end of Heisei, yeah, you guys went out with a bang. You got a lot of guys I want. I liked so you know the only, the only thing that was missing was Drive, but. Dude, I can't, I can't fucking nitpick, you know. Well, I, I kind of, I kind of feel the same way I feel about, you know, if if you had criticisms about, you know, a ghost didn't get enough to do in this movie. Well, he he got to be a big player in the last movie, so it's like, well, you didn't see Drive in this movie. Well, Drive, I felt was fairly well addressed in that last movie. So I, you know, to me, I'm like better left well enough alone than like I don't know have drive show up and slip on a banana peel or something like i was happy with where he was at the end of that last movie you know? not only that by this point though he's got a baby to take care of so i i liked parts of this i didn't love this i'll put it that way i, di- I didn't like this as much as some of the other movies yeah i think i agree with john like i i liked it but to be perfectly honest i think i liked the previous heisei generations a lot better I, I loved all the scenes with like E. G. and Ankh. Like those were great and I loved yeah, all those scenes. Yeah. And yeah. I loved I loved all the stuff with Forze. Like it was great to see Forze. But I don't know, like it I don't know. It also felt like they took X Aid's wallet and they didn't give it back until like the last thirty minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he yeah. doesn't even mention it until like they're about ready to like fight by Kaiser or whatever. I'm like, dude, like <laughs> They took your wallet. Like you need to go get that back. And then, and then, and then, and then when they, when they, Emma's wallet is Peridot. I'm like, I'm like, and then when they give it back, they even laugh at him. They're like, they're like, you, you joined just to give X8 his wallet back? Ha 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 ha! You fools. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the 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 Kaiser role guy, he he's okay, but I I just didn't get the. What, what was his plan? Oh, we're going to destroy the worlds and I'm going to be the emperor of nothing. And and then you have, you know, God Coda there. Couldn't he have just put everything back where it was supposed to be? If, if he had more screen time. Yeah. If he, if he didn't have that juice box off camera, then yeah, maybe that would have been a possibility. <laughs> Dude, man, it's like high C ecto cooler. I got to get back to that. <laughs> this Capri Sun is the no, I, I, I think I think you guys have fair points. I mean, it's fair enough. Like, I, I, I see what you guys are saying. Like, it, it's fun, but it's not, it, it, you know, you're you're not, you liked it. You're just not in love with it, which is, is you know, that's yeah. that's completely fair. Like, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I think, I think the stuff, like I said, that hit the hardest for me, and I don't know if maybe I'm biased because I recently finished watching O's, but like that O stuff, like hit the hardest for me and and it was it was nice to see forza again and stuff i i kind of feel like you, you know how you said like you thought they took x-aid's wallet like i i kind of feel like even though like we were discussing this but even though i think that the supporting casts of build and x-aid got 
a reasonable amount of screen time. I don't know how well spent it was, if that makes any sense. Like, I, I kind of feel like I adore yeah. some of those characters on the TV show. But, like, I I don't, I mean, I, I guess just to use examples, like, Miton and Poppy Peepopo, like, I have very strong, positive feelings about both those characters. But I don't necessarily think that if you only saw this film that you would have any feelings about them one way or the other like does that make sense yeah 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 well i mean it, it, even like stalk like as important as he is in build it'd be kind of cool if like just for the movie he was playing the role of a like kind of an anti-hero and helping out just because he even says this affects my plans yeah yeah you know it's like mm. yeah yeah i agree with that yeah basically besides banjo the only supporting writers, the the other doctors. I love Kyria. Kyria is a is a great guy. I, he's just like I don't know. He's so cool, and he didn't get a chance to be kind of cool in this. It'd be kind of yeah, cool yeah, if he that, had a I, I guess that's yeah. another good example. Like he was just kind of there. Like I, I think they were all just kind of there. Like they they had things to do, and I mean it's not like they weren't there. But I I don't know. I, I it's just it's hard to quantify. But they just they they weren't quite what made them effective on their own shows i think not not in this short amount of time within this film span you know and, and i don't know that they i mean i guess you you could argue that that can be successfully done and it probably can be in certain cases but like i i, I mean i think the stuff that was most effective was you know the forza os you know, and, and even to some degree, some of the, even, you know, even though it wasn't as good as the previous film, you know, some of the ghost moments and things like that, but I, I, I just, I don't know. I just didn't think that how they, I, you know, I think they gave them a fair amount of time, but I just, I just don't know how well spent it was, you know, because I, I don't think I, well, I, I got anything out of, I mean, even Taiga, like, you know, all, all those characters have yeah. like, they, they all have very specific, you know, like, you know, I, I, they're I mean, well, they're well-rounded personalities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the only thing I could say is, and, and I know, I know there's some disagreement about this, but like Banjo's the only one from build that I really thought got any significant, you know, like screen time and, or, you know, like a, a sequence that kind of communicated like, you know, to a degree, like the kind of person that he was or will be on the show i guess i mean you know maybe seeing it out of sequence is a little is a little skewed but yeah well like a good example is like we were talking about how uh ej and onk have like that moment where you know they have their little back and forth we didn't get anything with emu and brave like you know like you know you know shut up intern you don't know what you're doing you know like that would be yeah. cool you yeah. Know? yeah 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 I yeah, you know, I concur. Like, I agree. Missed opportunities. Yeah, no, I still think it was fun. I was gonna bring this up. Maybe marketing wise, because we are entering a new era. Does anybody know what the next era is gonna be called? I don't know Japanese politics. I don't know who the new emperor is gonna be or whatever. Like maybe like the push with the legendary writers was kind of that it was like, you know, marketed for that nostalgia, like remember how great Heisei was? Like, remember how good this like property is like you know just remember that because we're doing something new in like four months 
So like, don't be mad. We we still we still got this. Like we we're gonna like you know not forget the past. Maybe kind of. That's totally kind of conspiracy theory ish. But like you know, I'm I'm just wondering if like this is was it just like a a last big bang for like the Heisei writers, but also like kind of a reassurance that like well maybe X Aid didn't get a spotlight. It's like hey, we still remember O's. We still remember like you know. Gaim, like we're, we're gonna try to like make like the next era just as good and i i don't and that's the funny thing because i wasn't around like as a fan for showa to heisei and i'm wondering if in japan there is like a contingent of people who love heisei so much they're they're kind of worried about the next era of like common writer i don't know because because you still got the showa writers showing up so you gotta figure yeah. that the heisei writers are gonna show up too even though they're going to call them a different thing, but they'll, they'll show up. Might not be as frequent, yeah. but they'll show up. I, I think, I think the, the main thing that people, I mean, they can always bring this tradition back, but I, I think the idea is with the, I, I, cause I think, and Justin can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think like the next movie announced is just like a, a common writer, Amazon's movie. Right. So like, I, I think the idea is they're sort huh. of, they're sort of retiring the whole movie war thing. Like, I, I don't think, basically like they're, 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 what I gather from the announcement and the way they played this movie and the advertising and publicity and everything, like there's not going to be a movie where build teams up with common writer, you know, smorgasbord or whoever the next fucking asshole is. You know what I mean? Like there's not, they're not going to do that supposedly. I mean, I don't know. I, I could eat my words and we'll be back. It, talking it's, ten, about... it's tenderly Z O. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. Well, if it's if it's Zo, like like my 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 thought is Zo is not going to have a big movie war team up with Build, but I mean I could I could eat my words a couple of years from now, but you know that that's kind of the the that's the pitch that I seem to be getting from from this, where it's like oh come out and see this, this is going to be the big last hurrah of the you know hey say movie wars, like we're not gonna we're we're gonna retire this kind of tradition for a little while and you know, do some other things, you know. I, I was going to ask you, John, because I've already asked Derek and Justin, and we were kind of like, not sure, because you never know what the future is going to bring, but like maybe you might have like an insight we haven't thought about. I was talking to Derek and Justin about how the show era was like a lot of the writers were like, you know, kind of in leather or spandex kind of things, like padded suits. And they had like this more kind of gruff drifter, you know, persona like they were heroes but they went through a lot of hardship and it's kind of common in the heisei era uh, like i've i've called it i don't know if i'm incorrect but it's like the armored rider era they have like a lot mm. of you know bits and baubles doodads and all that and a lot of them you know to use the you know kind of controversial term they're kind of busy they're kind of like pretty boys who don't know what they're going to do in life and i'm kind of wondering like for the next era are we going to see another evolution for whatever like like a look and maybe a uh, a tone because like i don't think show was intended to be that way it was just a time it was released that was the 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 zeitgeist of the society just like heisei like that was the zeitgeist of japan at that time and i'm wondering like you know like the first show might see more heisei but do you think as it goes along it'll kind of change with the times and like the 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 you know emperor who's you know in charge quote unquote for that era no because because no. it's a, a 30 minute toy commercial and and you got to sell toys so you gotta, they, 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 
Bandai's they've gone financing away from the it. Show. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Like Showa was about the show, and now since Heisei's taking over, they're just going to concentrate on toys. Yeah. Gotcha. That that's I mean, fair. I mean, you, yeah. you know, it's just like Sentai. I mean, that's really because because there's Sentai teams that you know, if it was just about the story, they would have just kept doing, you know, say Tokyo for two three years, right? Right. Yeah. See, I actually we were talking about Sentai one time. And we were trying to figure out where Sentai has kind of gotten really kid friendly, even for Japan. And we we're like, probably like, can't remember the name of it, the uh, Pirate Rangers. Oh, Go Kaiger. Oh. Like yeah. that was like the like the last really serious one. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I know. I know. I feel like that's the last one I I enjoyed like a lot. Yeah, I just uh, they they still want to sell toys. So, the, the, I mean, the stories probably stay about the same tone, but the you know, they're going to have, all have different forms. They're going to be armored crazy forms because, you know. I, I think it's interesting, though, because they're, they're, we're moving into this, you know, I mean, it might not be an emperor era or whatever, but we're moving into this age of, like, digital streaming and all this kind of, you know, people basically, you know, creating new cable channels, but on, on the Internet in that where you're going to have these, you know, eventually you're going to have to start buying streaming packages instead of cable packages or some crap. And it's like, you know, even Common Rider Amazon's was on Amazon Prime in Japan. You know, so it's like, and and that I think me and Justin have talked about is is like something that was deliberately more adult and you know gory, bloody, maybe yeah. even a little sexier, you know, type thing. And 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 it felt like highly deliberate to delineate it from okay, well, you know, Amazon's is for the adult common writer audience to a degree and then it's okay though because we still got x-aid and build and whatnot to sell the toys to the kids you know so like i wonder if in in that kind of framework you know it's like is the you know the streaming digital stuff is that going to continue to be more of the you know hbo spawn type stuff and then you'll still mm -hmm. have some some you know some other show where it's you know I, I forget what tony said but like zeno or whatever the hell his name is you know you have that guy and he'll be the one to you know hawk the 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 you know 20 different fucking forms where you know it looks like sailor moon and a chihuahua had a kid or whatever and then you're like, oh great you know nah, that's the final form you know like awesome sell sell those you know it's like a pancake ate a ate a sandwich and then there's a i don't know a farmer's hoe and they're like that's the new form and you're like great awesome like this is it you know so did you just call daisy duke a farmer's hoe <laughs> okay. oh catherine bach <laughs> she was hot i'm just saying yeah I, I that might be i mean it would be interesting because you gotta think they've got enough material they could almost do a a, a sentai pay station like that right yeah sentai yeah, like, rider like station where, yeah they just they just put all the like the I mean, Toei the, the, content on for streaming or something like that yeah, yeah wwe's done it they they just have a wrestling network yeah i know Man, in japan that... like most of the ultraman series like you can stream those i think on amazon prime japan but i don't know about sentai or common rider like what what's available through like amazon japan streaming or whatnot hmm or, or would they do like they've been doing and like, you know, have exclusive like deals with like TV Nihon and stuff, you know, or. 
DD then well, he would actually want to go that route. Yeah. But that's not I mean, there's nothing legitimate about that. That's just fancy. No, no. No, yeah, yeah, true. They they, well, they mean, have they have no deals. It's, the the deal is TV Nihon's probably going to take it down if it becomes official. But like the Crunchyroll stuff is official, but that's all yeah. within Ultraman shows so far. And I think I think the reason why is probably because Subaraya is, uh, you know, or or whatever is easier to deal with. Like I I think the rights that. Crunchyroll has to license are not as expensive for Ultraman, and yeah. I, I think I think Common Rider is is very highly, uh, I don't want to say oh I don't know protected or at least it, it it basically it's 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 a much more expensive license that that you know it I mean basically I think Crunchyroll has you know probably not outright said it but I mean they've kind of insinuated look like we would love to have Common Rider it's just not financially feasible for our company to license right. something like that because because they you know they want too much money for it basically like it's like it may be a really well-known commodity in japan but i i think you know people elsewhere know it less than than you know where it originates from yeah i i don't know about like anime as far as like the fan base in america now i know it has a strong fan base but I have noticed in last, the last few years, like, there have been a lot of people, like, on YouTube who have really got into, like, tokusatsu, whether it be, like, you know, Kamen Rider, Sentai, or just Metal Heroes, just various things. And it seems to be on an upswing yeah. where, like, you know, yeah, yeah, it, it's kind of interesting. It's like, I never would have thought, like, people would have been that into, like, you know, these live action shows, but it does seem to be gaining popularity. Yeah, I think even anime. I mean, you, you've got a lot of people talking about it now. You know, because I think Netflix had a lot to do with that, you know, because they've got a lot of yeah. a lot of anime on Netflix. And, you know, like One Punch Man, definitely. I, I know a lot of people that watched it that normally wouldn't watch anime. So, yeah, and they seem to have a I, lot of quote unquote exclusive content on Netflix for good or ill. You know, like there's, yeah. you know, the Devil Man Crybaby and the Cyborg 009 stuff and just whatever new stuff they have that's basically, you know, they, they've licensed it to be an exclusive content for, you know, Netflix in the U.S. or whatever. So there, there's probably a lot of people that, you know, are, are either into those franchises or properties. And then, you know, or even you've got like the, the stuff, it's like the, the short runs of like Castlevania and stuff like that. And you never know, like maybe Netflix is big enough to do something like that where pretty soon you'll see, you know, common writer stuff on netflix or something yeah like they, they might reach agreement with toei yeah i yeah. I, I think i think the big problem with toei i, I mean this is totally just my my brain kind of coming up with an idea i think they got really annoyed with how america handled godzilla <laughs> you know because you know they imported like and got licenses sometimes not licenses to release like you know the old movies on vhs and stuff throw Raymond Burr in there. It'll be fine. And then, like, the Matthew Broderick one was like, really? God damn it. Like, quit. Quit fucking with Godzilla, you know? So, I don't know. I, I think, like, maybe Toei doesn't hate America, obviously. I don't think it's that, like, you know, divisive. But I, I think they they think that we don't treat their properties very well, which, in, in honesty, is kind of true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. 
I mean, we took Sentai and made it Power Rangers. Yeah, kids love Power Rangers. It's 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 been on for twenty years. They still have a deal with like that. The Saban's got it again. No, 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 no. It's, it's Hasbro now. Hasbro owns like Power Rangers. But well, I think yeah. I think we're beyond that age where I don't I don't think it's gonna be anything you bring over and quote unquote Americanize. Like I, it's not gonna be you know Saban's Mass Rider. It's not gonna be you know, the common Rider Dragon Knight thing that they tried to, you know, have, you know, English-speaking yeah. actors in and, 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 you know, edit in scenes, you know, basically, quote-unquote, Raymond Burrett, you know, I don't think that's going to be the way they move forward with this stuff from now on. I think based on those things, based on, you know, Netflix and, you know, stuff that has anime or even, you know, even when you go to Crunchyroll, like they've got all these like, like, like more like, like how they're doing the Sentai uh, DVD sets where they're just dubbed and yeah, it's just yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's a Sentai DVD set and it's subtitled. Like there is no dub. It's just, it's just subtitled and that's it. Like, and it's the same thing with like all these shows on Crunchyroll where it's like, you know, I don't know any of the names or the titles of the shows, but there's, there's hundreds of Korean dramas, you know, and some of them are like super popular, you know, like, and I'm sure all it is, is, you know, guys and girls and romance and this and that and the other thing, but it's like, it, you know, they're not going to like remake that for an American audience with, you know, like, you know, Canadian actors or whatever they do, you know, like, it, it's like, they're not going to do something like that. They're not going to dub over them where it's like a drama and it sounds like a, you know, one of those, you know, dubbed Godzilla movies, you know, it's like, it's, it's just going to be subtitled and streamed and that's the end of it. And if people dig it and it brings in advertising revenue, they're going to keep doing that. Like bring me my noodle bowl, eh? <laughs> <laughs> bring me my noodle. But, well, that's and, and, and that's like kind of like you know, kind of the the odd reality of how we live life now. Like you know, back in the day, when me and Derek were like teenagers, like we'd have to get like you know, VHS copies of like terrible dubs, maybe a decent sub, is tape trading and all that stuff. Then the nineties, you know, we had we had like a couple of companies like Viz and and you know stuff like that, uh, and America. Give us some questionable dubs. Then we had like Cartoon Network, and they're getting like you know professional kind of dubs. They not be always be the best, you know, Funimation and stuff like that. And now we're we're in an era where we can get stuff straight from Japan, and if it's not done professionally, we have a, a core group of fans who are willing to sub it like pretty well to where you totally aren't taken aback by it. And the, the the whole sphere of like entertainment is global now. You can watch Russian shit if you want. You can watch like you know BBC stuff, and I, I think that's what I was saying. Is like you know I, that's why I was like positive the idea of like where's Common Rider going to go next? You know like that's why I'm bringing it back to Common Rider. Is like you know that's why I was wondering about this era. Is like are they going to stay with trying to just like you know stay with Japan and like go at what works? Like John said with the toys, you know they're going to stay with the Japan audience. Or is it is it possible they might actually try to appeal to like the global market? I don't know if that would be a good idea. I mean that that is risky, obviously, but you know it's just it, it is kind of extra, interesting and exciting to like see the end of an era. You know, it's like because I wasn't around when Showa ended. I was, but I wasn't a fan. I didn't know like about Common Rider when I was like you know however old I was, and at this point I'm an adult. 
I've enjoyed a lot of the Heisei era, and it's like, you know, it, it's kind of exciting. I, I want to see what the Zio, Geo, whatever, that they're, they, they're, they've, they have not, like, laid groundwork of what they're doing next. But Kamen Rider Build is going to end pretty soon. It's already in the 40s. It's got, like, maybe six or seven episodes left, I would assume. And it might go to 50, maybe. But uh, the next show, for whatever purpose it's going to serve, is going to be something new, kind of. In some way, it might still be an armored writer. It might still be a really pretty Japanese guy who wonders about his life. But I still think it's going to be something new. I think they're going to try something new. The, the name Zio that they're working with itself isn't like, you know, the other ones like Build, XA, Drive. You know, it's not like a firm concept. You know, it's more like Agito. It's like Kuga. It's like they're, they're maybe trying to establish their own identity maybe i don't know I, mean, I might be being too hopeful it might be a guy who really likes tvs and you know <laughs> he turns into a tv or something <laughs> well tony like every common writer is something new compared to the last one like i don't i mean that's that that would be like if we were in 1988 and we were like gee i wonder what it's going to be like you know in the 90s like well we don't know what it is because like it's it's in the future, and the future belongs to itself, and we'll we'll find out when we get there. Well, but well, I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I think in terms of globalization or or, or trying to uh, market Common Rider to a global audience, like I mean, I think the difference is like you're talking about what? Uh, well, I mean, it, it depends on what you mean by a global audience. But if you're if you're talking about the westernized world, right, and you're talking about things like Europe and Canada and the U.S. and stuff like that, like we already kind of have inroads with Sentai. We kind of have inroads with Godzilla. True. You know what I mean? Like like people know what the Power Rangers is, so you can at least sell a Shout Factory Super Sentai set as like, do you want to see the original Power Rangers before it was changed? And sure enough, there's going to be somebody out there that went, I watched Power Rangers Zio as a kid. Okay, I'll buy O-Ranger. You know, like, and, and that's how you... Uh, that's your inroad, but I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, unless the the only inroads I can think of is if you said, "Oh, you remember that fucking shitastic Savon Mask Rider show with fucking Furbus? Well, do you want to see the original one?" And somehow Shout Factory ponies up the money for like Common Rider Black and Black yeah. RX or Black whatever. RX, like, yeah. like, like maybe, like, like maybe something like that could be an inroad, and then you'd have a little more you know, kind of global Traction, right? breakthrough or something like that. But I, I mean, otherwise I, you know, I, I, I think this is fun because I think they're, like you said, very passionate fans and it's, it's, I, I would, I would say kind of a niche fan base. I mean, as much as, you know, yeah. I, I would think that anime is more popular, you know, cause you've got anime conventions, you've got power, you've got power. Ring... big as anime. Yeah. Yeah. No, Definitely, no, no. But yeah. what I'm saying is you've got anime conventions, you've got power Rangers conventions. Like, so th those things have inroads to super Sentai or, you know, uh, you know, Japanese anime and stuff like that. But I'm like, when's the last time you've seen somebody cosplay as a common writer at uh, a U.S. convention? I'm I'm yeah. gonna say never, like no no you're right yeah probably. you know so it's like you know. it's like and that doesn't mean it's that doesn't mean like it doesn't have its fans and it's not popular but I'm just saying like as far as as what you're speaking to like I I don't know that just because you know 
they're they're going to you know have a, a new emperor era or because they're they're making a big deal in the promotional materials that this is the last ever hurrah for the Heisei riders like that that doesn't necessarily mean like this this next era is just going to totally blow the doors off the wall and it's like all of a sudden it's like holy crap common rider everywhere big common rider party who driving car bear driving car you know common rider party how can this be like i, I don't know that that's going to happen but i'm I, I agree with justin i'm sure it's going to be different and it usually always is and 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 i guess we'll see you know to do that well, yeah, I, I, think, I think you would have to have a big budget hollywood common rider film you know, yeah. to to get somebody's yeah. attention, and and like an English, you know, Americanized. Oh, hey, here's Common Writer one story, you know, in a modern filmmaking. And and then on top of that, it would probably have to be good, and make yeah. like four billion dollars. You know, yeah. like like well, and then well, and then maybe you know. Well, I know Jason David Frank would be interested as long as the character has personality. Yeah. <laughs> uh. No, no, and, and I'm not saying Kamara is going to take over the world. I'm, 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 I'm I, I probably went too in depth in my like you know observation, but like I'm just excited to see what the next episode's going to be. Yeah. Because like you know I, I want to see if it does do something different, and if it doesn't, I'm not going to be pissed off. If it is more like the Heisei era and they don't change things, like John said, you know, if it's just you know we're selling toys, this formula works. The era doesn't matter. The Showa, the Heisei was the last time you're probably going to see that kind of kind of dramatic change in storytelling. That's fine. I'm not mad at the Heisei era. I mean, I like the Heisei era. So if it keeps that you know status quo as far as, yes, it's a new story, it's new characters, it's going to bring you something different as far as the storytelling, that's fine. You know, I don't expect like, you know in my head, like, you know, it to be like fucking devil man or some shit, you know, it's like common writer is like going to kill everyone. You know, it's like that, that, that is not, you know, like something I'm thinking of. I'm just like wondering if they might change it up a little bit, you know, just like throw a little bit of spice in it. If they don't, I'm not going to be mad. You know, if it's just, you know, if Zio, like I said, and I'm, I was joking about the TV thing, but I'm just saying like, you know, if he's like, uh, you know, computer guy, really into computers and like his he's technology based or something like that. I'm not gonna be mad about that. I have no idea what the next series is gonna be. I was just positing like, you know, like, you know, as everybody does, like, you know, what could be, what might be, you know. Just as a fan, you know. All right. Well, I mean unless anybody has any other final thoughts on the Heisei Generations final, I think I'll I'll wrap up the show. If you guys out there listening have any comments, questions, and or concerns, you can email us at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. In addition to Toku Thursdays, we have plenty of other fanhole spinoff shows. We've got Mobile Suit Mondays, Transformers Tuesdays, Sentai Saturdays. We've got Comics Motherfucker, Do You Read Them? We've got Big in Japan, where we talk about anime. We've got Justice Not Entirely Dissimilar to Lightning, a Thunderbolts podcast. And, of course, we got the Fan Holes podcast proper. So if you like Toku Thursdays, please consider checking out all the other shows. And we can, of course, be found on all kinds of social media, Fan Holes is on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram. We uh, can be streamed on Stitcher Radio. We are on iTunes. We appreciate all the positive feedback, likes, shares, retweets, hearts, follows, yada, yada, yada. And it's sincere, even though I said yada, yada, yada. We do appreciate all the feedback and everything. 
And I think that's going to wrap it up for tonight. But before we go, John, why don't yes. you tell all the listeners where they can find you out there on the interwebs? You can find me at tvandfilmtoys.com, although I haven't posted anything in a long time. Hopefully we're going to correct that here in the near future. Real life problems. That's all I'm going to say. And also you can find me sometimes, although not as frequently as I used to be, on the Action Figure Blues podcast. Although I'm hoping to correct that in the near future, too. Yay. So. All right. Cool. All right. Then uh, I think this is going to do it, and this is going to be Derek, Derek WC. Are you ready? Signing off. This is Justin Ichu Kitai. This is Tony, and this is what happens when I watch a movie twice. I have way too many observations and way too many opinions. Sorry. <laughs> and this is John saying, I want to be on Super Happy Fun Time. Yeah, we can, we, we can start our own religion, and then and then people can call us a cult too. Yeah, one of us, one of us.
we're gonna start the bat dance cult. We, we already converted. <laughs> we already converted Justin. We're just gonna find a few more hundred thousand people. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Great. Now we'll listen to that tomorrow. You know what? If that's wrong, just strap me in electric chair for all my future crimes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel for you, Justin. I feel for you. <laughs> hey, Justin, uh, Justin brought this on himself. He's talking about the 30th anniversary of the 89 Batman. So that's 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 the baggage that comes with that. Yeah, yeah. We, we reversed the rabbit hole last night, and like we, we figured out actually it was Justin who brought it up, and that's what brought us back to the soundtrack. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> It was your fault. You pulled the trigger. <laughs> we started like like seven strong, and then like Luke and and then Ron were like, "Mr. Stock, I don't feel so good." <laughs> you, you sound you sound like a Cylon. It's okay. Hang on, buddy. Hang on. <laughs> By your command. <laughs> uh, 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 all right.